Hey everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Alison Rosen is your new best friend. I am sitting here with someone that my listeners have been demanding that I have on the show and I'm very excited that it's finally happening. Jackie Johnson. Welcome to Alison Rosen is your new best friend. Oh my God. Thank you for the applause. Did, did you know we keep a studio audience, a very tiny studio audience, but with a boisterous clapping volume i didn't know that Tucked and away. i'm so excited now yeah hi everyone yes can i get some claps <laughs> oh yes <laughs> oh my god that's so fun There's, we even have a warmer and everything for them to keep them ready to you know chime that, in i'm you know if they ever quit or anything i'm down to apply for that job thank you yeah, i feel like i'm the best hype man <laughs> even though i've never done audience warm-up work mm-hmm. it's a very important job and i think i would be really right. good at it yeah I actually, I know you're semi-joking, but I think you probably no, would No, I totally would. You have good energy. Thank you. I just get really excited about things. So you host Natch Butte. Yes. Which is a podcast about beauty. Yes. And skincare and yes. all of that. Yes. You're also an actress, a voiceover star, the mom of a dog that has her own following yes. named Chooch. All of those things are true, Allison. And and you we go to the same dog groomer. We sure do. What you, an elite club. I, I mean, know. do you feel you, so me, cool? You me, Katy Perry, Oh Tegan yeah, and NBD, Sarah. NBD. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh Zoe De Chanel. I mean, NBD. Right. All the big wigs. I and including us. Yeah, I don't know how I somehow got roped into that, but Me I'm neither, fine with it. Me neither, because she doesn't take any, she I'm doesn't take new clients you, now. We got in just under the wire. We're in the dog groomer Illuminati, <laughs> and <laughs> I really am are. happy about it. You also had a wedding within the last few years, mm-hmm. and like everyone I follow on Instagram went to this wedding. You might be the six degrees of... um of me, essentially. I know. It's really crazy that we haven't met yet. I know. Um, especially because Jess Rona, our groomer, put mm-hmm. us in touch a few months ago. And, and it's, you know how it is with podcasting. Like you, you book guests and you're like, I have a list of like a back list mm-hmm. of everyone I want to get on. But then you get like five emails or people wanting to promote something. So they get moved up. And then, so finally we're coming on each right. other's. You're coming That's on right. Natch Butte soon. Mm-hmm. So get excited, everybody. Very it's excited. happening. So Natch Butte, uh, is, Sort of a the the term Natch Butte yes. is like a play on Teen Magazine titles, yes, right? Correct. You love Teen Magazines yes. growing up. I love Teen <gasps> Magazines growing up. Now I heard you say that yours were like YM, yes, Teen. Mine were Teen and Seventeen. But then yeah. also, and I don't know if you put these in the same category. I don't, but I'll admit to it. Bop. Big Bopper, Tiger Beat, like right. all of those. I never got into those, but I would read cool. them at my friend's house. Yeah, okay. I think it was just because I wasn't really into guys. Mm-hmm. I hit puberty really late. How late? I didn't start my period till I was 16. And then I didn't like kiss a boy till I was 18. Okay. Which that's a long, that's old. Mm-hmm. Like where I was like my group of friends. Now I don't think it's that bad. And I, I felt really shameful at the time. But now right. I'm like, I think that's cool. I think it's fine. It's totally normal and fine, but I felt really like outcasted about yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't 
kiss a boy until I was 17, but I've been telling people that I've been making out with imaginary Steve since I was like 14. Yeah. I can't remember now if I, I had totally claimed relate. that I had sex with him or not, but um, I totally, I used to be like, oh my God, my period, right? Oh, those tampons. <laughs> because everyone was on their period and like yeah. talking about it and I felt so left out. I really, really wanted, I always wanted to be older than I was mm-hmm. and I started putting on makeup at like 10 not every day but playing with makeup at like 10 or something um and i really wanted my period and then as soon as i got it i thought why did i want this right what did i think was i think i thought you see a spot in your underwear you're magically a woman that's the end of it i didn't realize that it's like no it it's it's a number of days it's not just a spot in your underwear and it's every month for the rest of your life (laughs) yeah yeah same. I completely relate to that. I just so desperately wanted to be older. And it's so funny because now we just all want to look younger and be young. So ladies listening, young ladies, enjoy your youth. Okay. <laughs> and get a happy meal. Enjoy yourself. Are you... So you're from Dallas. Yes. Did you grow up there? Yes. Do you have siblings? I have one older sister mm-hmm. and we're a year and a half apart. Interesting. So we're two grades apart. So I- we were in high school together. How was that? Uh, it was, we didn't get along. <laughs> my sister's like my best friend now, but we definitely had a rough patch. Mm-hmm. We were very, very competitive because we're so close in age. Right. And I remember on the first day of, of high school, um, I was popular and I'm not trying to be bitchy. That's just the way it was. I was popular and my sister was sort of, I don't think she would be offended if I said unpopular, but she was always kind of like the yearbook girl that like judged everybody and like, mm. and like Tracy Flick from election no i would say less ambitious <laughs> i mean no my sister killed it in high school she's definitely gonna listen to this she killed it in high school <laughs> and she's like doing amazing it's just she didn't like the popular kids like they just didn't she was like i feel like now we can all say high school was stupid and, mm-hmm. and none of it mattered but at the time like she was just like oh i can't believe the, you know those cheerleaders what are they thinking with those skirts like you know what i mean just like <laughs> kind of a naysayer to be a naysayer right but anyway, the first day of school, my sister was driving. She was a junior. I was a freshman. And she left me in the parking lot because she was like, I guess so, there were some kids in her grade that like wouldn't talk to her, but they were talking to me. So she like made it a whole example. Like I was going to grab the door handle and she peeled away and left me. And I was like, <laughs> oh, great. I have to walk home. And then like this guy picked me up in his Jeep and took me home. And it was so funny because my sister's like watching out the window. And then this like guy pulls up in a Jeep and I get out and I'm like, that's right, bitch. I found a ride. You know, take that. <laughs> God, I identify with your sister in that story. Yeah, yeah. Cuz she probably had a crush on that guy, right? I'm telling you, I was I was a twat back then. Wait, can we say twat on here? We sure can. I was a twat, you know? I was a privileged uh little Dallas bubbled baby. And I think I was still who I am now, but I've just completely changed as a person. I think getting out of my bubble was very important to me. I went to a very liberal college and mm-hmm. then that like completely changed my outlook and then moved to Cali, baby. Been here for 12 years. What college did you go to? Uh, University of Texas at Austin. Ah, uh-huh. yes, I know of it. Wait, I have a, we, we, ha- we must go back. Now, if you were so popular, how did you not kiss anyone until 18? Well, I was just were so... Were you religious? No, I think I was just... My hormones weren't ready. Mm-hmm. I just You had, were like, this is a reference before your time, but like Tootie in Facts of Life. Because all the girls were like, what's wrong with Tootie? Then she just wasn't ready. I, I, I used to think I was gay. Because I would go through my YMs and I would look at the pictures of the women mm-hmm. and I would think, oh, she's so pretty. I, you know, I want to have that whatever. And then I would see the guys and I'd just be like, eh. And, and so I just was really like sexually awkward 
and nervous and never got asked to dances. I had, I always say my virginal stink. I just had like this virginal <laughs> stink upon me. Mm-hmm. And back then all the guys were like, I want to finger somebody. I want to feel somebody up. And like, that was literally not going to happen with me. So I never got asked to dances, even though I was cute and popular. Mm-hmm. I was just always like, somebody please ask me. Cause I have to go. I'm in the student <laughs> council. I'm going to be alone, you know? So that was always so stressful. I said that in my wedding vows. I was like, I'm so happy I never have to worry about a, uh, a day to the dance again. Because <laughs> that's my whole high school experience was just stressed about, is somebody going to ask me? Mm-hmm. You're not going to, you know, get a BJ in the back of the bus at the end of the night by me, but somebody invite me, damn it. <laughs> anyway. was, um, was fitting in important in your family? I don't think so i just am a real people pleaser Mm -hmm. and i think i just really wanted people to like me and they did and uh i i i don't i wasn't mean to anybody Mm -hmm. i was never like regina george i was just like i fit in at every group i'd go sit with all the different types Uh and and have lunch i can't place the reference regina george uh mean girls oh right 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 yes uh she was like you know nice to your face but kind of behind your back Uh and i was just nice was that Rachel McAdams character? Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. In fact, uh, I heard you say something about being very non-confrontational and passive-aggressive. Yes, 100%. And I was like, I have to bring this thing up. But now I can't remember what it was. For the listeners who are frustrated by this, I'm right there with you. (laughs) We're recording on a rare Saturday. Yes. So I don't have my podcast hat on. And I thank you for moving it for me. Oh, no I actually problem. brought you both a present <gasps> because so nice. I was just, I know this, I know the working mom struggle. I don't have a kid, but my sister has two and I hear about it all the time through her. So I brought both of you and Jeff a gift. <gasps> That's so sweet. Thank you. Oh, yes. I think I'm going to give Jeff, I guess, hmm, I was going to give Jeff this Kula sunscreen spray. Because, Jeff, you know what? It's summertime, and it's time to start SPFing. Thank you, and I do hate the sun. Perfect. <laughs> and then I'm going to give Allison this Kapari coconut melt. Do you know about Kapari? I don't. Well, basically, very heavy. that's fancy coconut oil, mm. but it's all organic, and you can remove your makeup with it. You can rub it on your feet and your hands. You can use it for all kinds of things. Ah! But ah. it's great. Thank you. And I'm sure you'll find a use for it. Thank you so much. It also smells so good you think coconut oil smells good and then you smell that and you're like oh shit i've been using some kind of substandard coconut oil that's what i'm gonna think when i smell this 100 percent. now let's waste everyone's time by me sitting here for a moment trying to remember what was the passive aggressive thing i was i don't think i'm gonna i don't think i'm gonna find it but i know that it was like shoot maybe it'll come to me maybe not in the meantime let's discuss your Lululemon story. Oh my what goodness! What is the Lululemon story? I'm almost story? embarrassed to bring this up because I don't want to incriminate my friend, but maybe she won't listen to this. Okay. So, <laughs> Lululemon has a R and D program, research and development. If you are an instructor of some kind mm-hmm. in the uh, Pilates um, yoga space, Jeff, do you know what Lululemon is? I do know what it is. Look at you! Thank you. I've never been there, but I am aware of it. Okay. Yeah, yoga, you. yoga, and workout yes, pants alt, company. Yes, alt leisure. Um, <laughs> I don't even think that's the right word. I just think it's a funny word. Okay, so yeah, I have a friend who at the time was teaching yoga. And she was like, and Lululemon, we all know, is very expensive. Uh, are they the superior yoga pant 
I don't know, but they're very expensive and I, I like them. But anyway, I buy them now on Poshmark because I'm like, I ain't paying that price. Anyway, I was in the store and she was like, okay, I get R&D. So like a very rare discount. And it's not even that much. I think it's 10 or 15%. Not even that much. Like if you're a Nashville listener, you know, I don't get out of bed for more than 20% discount. Like don't <laughs> insult me. You know what I mean? And the setup to the story is you, you didn't tell the story on your own podcast, yes, but you mentioned it I as like a uh, embarrassing yeah, thing that happened we when were, you were trying to return something. Yes. We're talking okay. about how I'm so not confrontational right. that if I or I buy something and I don't like it, I normally just keep it because mm-hmm. I don't want to encounter the exchange right. and have to explain. So we were so this isn't necessarily a return, but um so so my friend gets an R and D discount and apparently they are very, very strict with this R and D discount. Like when you roll up and you say hi, I teach yoga, they look you up in the system and like <laughs> make sure you really work there and all this shit. So I was trying on pants, coming out of the dressing room, being all loud and being Jackie Johnson, being like, Yas Queen, look at my ass in these, holla, like whatever. So then I handed her the pants and she walks up to buy them with her discount right. and I'm with her just standing there and they were like, the woman was like, so these are for you, right? And like points at me and I go, uh, no. <laughs> She's like, well, you were trying them on, right? They're not for your friend with the discount. They're oh for my you. God. She sounds to use the word you used before. I'm like telling you, she was twat. intense. And like, you know, I understand being strict with your policies, but I feel like any other place in the world doesn't give a fuck, but right. Lululemon does, or just this woman does very particularly, whatever. So I can't lie. I'm like, and I was like, no, I just, I decided to not buy enough. <laughs> and my, now she wants them. And she goes, oh, well, yours are a size six and hers are a size eight. I mean, I'm, this How woman. How does she know? I'm, listen, to work She's, at Lululemon, you got to know your shit. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but it was very stressful, and I didn't know what to do. But luckily, my friend did not back down. She goes, "No, these are for me. <laughs> They're aspirational." But then she, this woman, could sense my weakness and my right. fear, so she kept going to me like, "But no, but these are for you, right?" And oh I just God. like wouldn't say anything. I didn't know what to do, and I completely fucking froze. It was a nightmare. But my friend would not back down, and she was like. No, these are all for me. Yes, I wear two different sizes. Uh, how dare you? You're offending me. Like, she wouldn't back down. And I, they finally let her do it. They had to bring, like, three other workers over. It was a whole thing. And then we walked out. And, like, it's one of those things where, like, you just walk out as quickly as you can. You don't look back. And I have never been in there since. And that was, like, four years ago. That, because I can't go back in there. No. They know I'm a, I steal. I tried to rip off Lululemon. They know. Probably a picture of you. I'm telling you, there probably is like a blown up photo of the security camera footage. Like, don't let this cheap asshole back into my damn store. (laughs) I mean, can you believe that, Jeff? That's a bit much, but I guess they take themselves pretty seriously. Very seriously. And for them, a 20% discount is... right and then that's the thing like then i started feeling guilty because i really was taking advantage of it but at the time my friend didn't present i didn't know that like she was just like i get a discount i'm like cool i mean how many times do you do that all my friends do that i get a discount come with me and i'll buy your shit that's the american way baby a whole bunch of us went uh, our some someone connected to us had a discount at anthropology many years ago so like seven of us yeah. Well, and also, if you have a discount at a store, you could be buying effectively a gift. Be buying you could a run a black market anthropology out of your damn house yeah. if you wanted. Why well, can't? Why doesn't that apply? If I would, wanted to go to Lululemon and say, oh, I want to get a gift for my sister, and I would go, or my friend's wife, and I'm go in there. I'm telling you, they're saying that because of the R&D, it's not applicable. It's only for the people wearing it for nah. their job. That's... But like, again, we didn't know that, you know? And I think my friend just out of principle was like, fuck this. I'm not putting up with this bullshit. But I was humiliated. Jackie. I lost sleep. 
for like a week. That is a situation that would really make you sweat. It sure would, Allison. And Allison Rosen is your new best friend, is supported in part by Secret. Ooh. Now there's an active deodorant, especially for ladies. It's called Secret Active. It's activated by activity. So it's designed to work hard when you're on the move and need it most or in an intensely stressful situation like the one you just described. That might be at the gym, but it could also be any time when you're running around keeping up with your busy schedule. It's designed with long-lasting scent, which provides constant reassurance that it's working. Secret Active uses sweat-activated technology. It has odor-neutralizing molecules to trap odor, lock it away, and then replace it with a great, fresh fragrance. It works all day long because there are much better uses of your time than real applying deodorant every time your heart rate goes up if you're active you need to get secret active i'm a longtime secret user and i smell incredible okay uh you smell really fresh from over here i must say thank you thank you very much um i need to talk to you about the fact that there's a weather person named jackie yes. johnson and that you did weather yes with her once we gotta talk about that but first let's talk about this okay uh so I feel like there's a bunch of podcasts. How long have you been doing Nash Butte? Just over a year, baby. Okay. Because I feel like all of a sudden there's a there's multiple podcasts cropping up that are doing similar things, right? It's like a very cool space to be in right now and also a populated one. I invented it. I invented it with my gal chat jingle. I'm joking that I invented it. Um, <laughs> but I have a... Uh, so my show started, this is not me trying to say I invented this, even though now I meant it as a joke and now it sounds like that. However, uh, my show started as a streaming internet show when I lived in New York and occasionally my friend, when my, some of my guests would come over and we would start talking about girl stuff, I like felt like I needed to demarcate it as like, this is gal chat. Um, so we have like a gal chat drop, but I feel like the public wants gal chat. And so now there's a few podcasts cropping up. Thoughts on this? You know, when you have a great idea, everybody wants a piece of the pie, baby. <laughs> That's all there really is to it. I did not invent this. Uh, but when I started thinking about doing a podcast, I had guessed it on a ton and I had fun and, and I always got a great response. And I was like, it's finally time to do one. And I had a list of a few things because I like niche, you know, I was like, I want to do something niche because there's so many out there and, you know, how do I stand out? And I love gal chat. I used to do eyelash extensions and for two hours, somebody would just lay on my table and we would just chat for two hours about all kinds of things, Mm -hmm. but mostly beauty and makeup and skincare and whatever. So I was like, oh, that sounds like a fun idea. At the time, there was really only one other beauty pod and it's a completely different uh vibe it's two beauty editors in new york and they're very uh knowledgeable and they're professionals and mine is just like girl what kind of oh girl what's that cream (laughs) mm, where'd you get that you know i wanted to just be really casual really best friendy vibe Mm -hmm. and then nash beauty started and yes some other ones have popped up since for sure uh you know everybody's like i said there's Everybody's trying to get a piece, baby. Have you always been into skincare and makeup and beauty stuff? Uh, yes. So I did pageants as a kid, and I I come from a very vain family. <laughs> and, um, you know, like my mom never walks out of the house without a full face. And my father's vain. Uh, he, you know, we're a vain family. And so I was raised to, for better or worse, you know, look cute. 
So I've always, you know, done stuff like that. I had really bad acne in my early 20s. I did Accutane twice. And so after that, I stopped taking my skin for granted because I feel like we always, we take everything for granted. You know, I can walk, I can talk, I can move my limbs, you Mm. know, but if you sprain your ankle for a week, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I can't, you know, we really take our, what we have for granted. So I'm like, don't fuck with that skin. Um, and so ever since, yeah, is, uh, that's hardcore. Mm -hmm. My friend Corinne, who used to do the original gal chat with me, she had done Accutane mm-hmm. and like, you have to sign a thing saying you won't oh, get yeah. pregnant while you're it's on intense, it. Right. Yeah. And do you, f- it, it dries your skin mm-hmm. out. Do you, f- like, do you feel dry when you're on it? Yeah. I had a really mild treatment. I'm lucky, but mm-hmm. some people have crazy, like Google it. It's crazy. People's whole faces peel off their lips, peel off. Um, I had some nosebleeds, but mm-hmm. other than that, I did it in my twenties as well. I feel like, did it- you have cystic acne? Oh yeah, baby. I feel like I might have a picture on my phone. It was, it was really sad and, and, hard and i just moved to la so i was like auditioning and that shit shows up on camera bad i think that's another reason the skin obsession is so beauty is so big right now Mm -hmm. is because everyone's on their phones now and everybody can see their face and the 4k tvs yeah that's why celebrities are talking more about skin and makeup because they have to you gotta you gotta look good now because you know the camera will get you I uh, went insane trying to find a photo of how my teeth used to look when I wore retainers in college because I'm I'm convinced they're getting crooked now. And I'm like, I know. And like, based on the way the retainers fit now, and I'm like, I know there's a photo. And I think I've told this. So for, for the people who are like, I, we know. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm like, I know there's a photo of me wearing retainers somewhere. So I spent... I was like I was like Carrie Matheson level insane of like going back and trying to find this document. Finally found it. It's super blurry. I'm like, oh, that's why we're all obsessed with you. with minutia. It's I'm because you, the cameras. Yes, the iPhone. Have you ever like accidentally like you open your iPhone to take a photo of something and it's in the selfie mode and you go oh, ah always yeah and that happens to me all the time. I'm like I'm an ogre. Yes, it's the bad lighting, it's the bad worst angle. angle. I'm telling you that under the chin yes, moment. It's so oh, bad. Yeah, so. I'm just trying to look cute, and uh, it's a passion. Uh, skincare is a passion, mm-hmm. for sure. I'm just trying to keep everything right and tight. And you're very uh, cruelty-free, yes? yes? And you're vegan. Yes. Have you? How long have you been these things? Uh, I went vegan 2010, so eight years, although I was vegetarian for two of those mm-hmm. because I met my husband, and um, he's vegetarian, and I got lazy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, mm, cheese, which is good, but. Yeah. No more. <laughs> and then making sure all your products are cruelty free. What that means is that they're not tested on yes. animals. Yeah. Is yes. that difficult? Oh, yeah. Oh, it happens. I, I just had this woman on my podcast who's a hairdresser and she killed it. And she was talking all about this amazing product that makes your hair big. What and is it? What is it? It's called Dust It, which I have in my hair right now because I was just on set and they kept pouring it in my hair. Uh, and I don't like tell the people that work on me like, excuse me, don't put that in my hair. I'm, you know, not on that level. Mm-hmm. So she, she was like, dust it, dust it. It's going to change your life. And I, then I go home and I listen back to my podcast and I put every product I name and then I put in my episode guide and I Google everything to make sure it's vegan and cruelty free. And it's not. Mm. So I was like, brah, brah. so I just mark it on the episode guide. I say, sorry, it's not. However, IGK makes a product called 30,000 feet. That is apparently very comparable, which is sitting in my bathroom right now, but I haven't opened it yet. So, so. this is like a powder that you put in your mm-hmm. hair that embiggens your hair. Yes. Because I got talked into buying a tiny vial of this. I don't, I forget the brand. Uh, I was at Planet Beauty mm-hmm. and the woman there, she had a very soft, high pitched voice that 
irritated me because I couldn't quite hear what she was saying. But I don't, I talk about being non-confrontational. Right. I completely got, ta- it was expensive and I got talked into Same. buying it and yeah. I've never unsealed it. Like it's like for a rainy day when I need dusted. big hair. Is it red? Dust it's little like that. Yes. It might be dusted. It's red and I think it has like a gray top. I think it's, I think it's d- like colorology. Or oh, pure, interesting. I don't know. It's like the brand. Oh, is dusted a brand? I think it's the name of it. It has an, oh. a, another brand. Yeah. Maybe. So that no, but it. I think that they've used, maybe it is, but yeah. I feel actually, I think that when I did at midnight, they might've used dusted on yeah, my hair. Perhaps. Um, it's very popular. Yes. But they test on animals. Try IGK. IGK. 30,000 feet. It's at Sephora. Do you feel like people click on... Because I... If anytime I mention something, I also put a link in mm-hmm. my episode summary. And, but I feel like I'm just like throwing that information out into the ether. I, I, I don't get a sense that people actually are reading the episode summaries. Do you feel like yours are? They're not that much. <laughs> but but, but it, they should. This is they should. Listeners. They cl- should. Read our episode summaries. Yeah. We've labored over them. I'm not, I spent hours. I spent hours doing it. And it was because I, I didn't do it at first. And then I would get tweets and texts. And, right. and I have carpal tunnel. I can't answer my DMs. Hey, could you tell me the name of the whatever? And I kept trying to answer everybody and yeah. i couldn't so i was just like here and there's a search bar it's so helpful yes it's so thorough. all the information you're looking for right is in our episode guide yes. summaries yes please click please go there my sister who runs my website for me i was like should i just stop doing it because it's almost not worth it my my because it is time intense it is and, and then if you do if you look at like how many people listen to Nashville versus how many people click on the pot the website it's like nothing so it's like what am i doing man <laughs> i don't know i can't afford to hire a person to run it my poor sister has to do it with two damn babies on her hip you know that being said i know that because sometimes i'm like maybe i should make a really short summary and sometimes i do make yeah. really short summaries but sometimes i put i put time into them um and i remember like asking my listeners do you do you guys read these? And then someone was like, oh, I always decide whether to listen or not based on the summary. Oh, that's nice. So for that one person, I'm yeah. still doing it. You're welcome. <laughs> I yeah. I I'm, hope you appreciate I'm it. I'm definitely doing it for the like 10 people. Who right. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what would definitely help uh, you? T- I'm the queen of segues, by the way. I'm you so could impressed. Tell, it's yeah. a skill. Mm-hmm. It's a real skill. It's I, it make, I make it seamless. Um, you know what would probably help you to read episode summaries? Having super comfortable, very affordable, convenient contact lenses like the ones from Hubble. Are you tired of overpaying for uncomfortable contact lenses? Do you overwear your contact lenses to save money? What if I told you that you can get a fresh pair of lenses for every single day for less? 60 contacts for $30. Do the math. That's a dollar a day. This is half the price of other brands. Go to HubbleContacts.com and get your first two weeks free make sure to select my show allison rosen at checkout so they know that i sent you jackie you're saying that you have hubble yes contacts? i use them they're i'm not wearing them right now but i wore them all week baby i they've changed my life i don't uh i don't i've been blessed with perfect vision except that it's not that perfect anymore so i need to take care of it soon probably but my whole life i was just oh normally my joke is i've been cursed with perfect vision i forgot to make that joke i said blessed i guess i really have been but anyway al who used to be on the show got hubble and he said that they're 
they're really comfortable because they're very thin, which sounds like it'd be more comfortable than having like a thick thing in your eyeball. I wore the traditional like two week disposables and I'd stretch them to about three months because mm-hmm. I'm broken cheap. And I, you can't mess with your eyeballs. You know, I finally got dailies and because I could finally afford Hubbles and I'm like, I'm never going back now. I mean, yeah. there's no point. It's so much more sanitary and they're comfy, baby. There you go, you guys. Getting contacts has never been more convenient and affordable. No, no more overpaying. No more overwearing. Go to Hubble, H-U-B-B-L-E, contacts.com to get your first two weeks of lenses for free. That's 15 pairs of lenses for free. So go to HubbleContacts.com and get 2020 vision for half the price. Make sure to select my show, Allison Rosen, at checkout. That's HubbleContacts.com. Okay, so initially, so you did pageants growing yes. up. Um, initially what, like, what was your first career aspiration? Did you want to be an actress or model? I wanted to be a comedian. Okay. I just wanted to be like a host. I wanted to like host my own show. I wanted to be like Jay Leno. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then you moved out to LA Mm -hmm. to pursue that. I originally moved out as an intern and I was in an, I was an intern in production. And I think at that point I'd kind of. I had this weird... I stopped singing at one point because... The bit of singing you do on your show, though, you have such a good voice. Oh, thanks. Listen, <laughs> I used to be... So the only reason I did pageants was because my singing teacher, her granddaughter was like Jean Benet. Like, she mm-hmm. was like killing it. Oh. <laughs> Too soon. I know what you mean. Yeah. She was winning them all. She had all the crowns, all the trophies, and... It's somehow she like convinced my mom to let me do it only because for singing it was I was the little Miss Sunshine of the pageants. Mm -hmm. I didn't have the money. I didn't have the the fancy dresses. I didn't have, you know, but I would get up there and sing and like win all the talent parts or whatever. Did you have to have like a special room for your trophies? Did they give you trophies? I did, but we just threw them on the like mantle or whatever. Yeah. Uh, But I at some point, I don't know. It was like my parents got divorced. It got really ugly. I just I got so annoyed with everyone always making me sing all the time. And my parents would both pimp me out. Like, my, my mom would be like, you know, if I had your voice, I would sing all the time. And, like, guilt me. And my dad would be like, sing! Sing for my friends! And, like, oh, like it was Phantom just like... of the Opera. I'm telling you, exactly. Uh, except I had better skin. <laughs> um, half. But at some point, I just stopped singing. And I was really good. At, for a kid, mm-hmm. like, I should have been on Disney or something. It right. was a... But I didn't sing at all. Like and, you stopped out of spite. Yeah, but I, I also just was like, never mind. I don't want to perform anymore. I, mm. I'm done with that. I did theater in high school and I had a really hard time. I te- my teacher just kind of made me feel, I don't think it was her fault. She just didn't make me feel special and didn't kind of, uh, you know, like uh, nurture, nurture my my talent and kind of made me feel unfunny and not good. And again, it was probably projecting. I don't think the woman did anything wrong, but it was just, I just kind of stopped and I went to school and I went to school for film and I was like, oh, I'm going to be like an editor or something, you know? And I moved out here to uh, do production. Like, I'm like, I can develop scripts, whatever. And everyone in the office was like, you're so funny. You're young. Just do it. Try, you know, like what's the harm? Well, I mean, they, and could they tell that your dream was still that? A hundred percent. And so I was 21 when I moved here. And had you convinced yourself, so I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you speak in a moment. Had you convinced yourself that editing was what you wanted to do? I was like, I want to do script supervising. Like, I was like, I want to do something behind like, did, the scenes. Did you be- really in your heart believe that though? I mean, I think I did. Like, I didn't do any, co- I didn't do any entertainment in college. It was so wasteful. I was like at this amazing school. I did nothing. I did no comedy. I did nothing. I'd like make my sorority sisters laugh. Like, I do like skits or whatever. Like, but I just completely stopped. And then I moved here to like do production. And my boss was like, girl, I can tell. 
you need to go to UCB and take a class. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, shit, I guess I'm going to be starving and poor for the rest of (laughs) I guess I'm going to be in my 30s and poor. Fine. So then that was 12 years ago. So I've just been grinding. I've been grinding. I've been grinding. Are you exhausted? Grinding. Honey, it's... Listen, I'm like barely on the step now. Like Mm -hmm. Natch Butte has really helped like get me out there. But it's been a struggle. I've had every side job. I've had 10 jobs at once. I've barely paid rent. I've hustled. I, you know, I'm tired. I'm <laughs> what, ready to get some money, you know? What was your worst side job? But by the way, no, I got to go back. I got to, I got to awkwardly circle back to something. When I, when I said a moment ago, I'll let you speak in a minute. I worry that that sounded cunty and I was I just, didn't find okay, it at good, all. Cause I was just commenting on the fact that I noticed that I was interrupting you. No, I feel like, listen, I'm like really paranoid because I love when a podcast goes ping, 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 ping. Sometimes I have guests on that won't shut up. But no, you were just going, uh-huh. Uh huh, and that's fine. But I think we're pinging pretty okay, nice. We are, but yeah. you, you, in no way are you not shutting up or anything. I just felt like I had to comment on the fact that I was being a shitty host by interrupting I don't think you. you were. Thank you. Yeah. This we got you, girl. Okay, we got each other. Yes, the crowd loves it. So yeah, what was your worst, or what were some Ooh, of your worst? I mean, jobs? the Cheesecake Factory at the Grove was rough. That was a dark time in my life. Uh, yeah. They were so mean. It was all actors. Mm-hmm. And I remember the girl that trained me. She was like, f- she said she was famous in Japan. She was uh, a Caucasian. And she was just like, yeah, I book like all the commercials in Japan. And like, if I went to Japan, I'd be paparazzi. Like, they love me there. <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool. And then they were all actors, you know, and, and nobody would switch shifts with me. I was a new guy. I was like, guys, I finally got this audition. Like, I randomly, you know, a friend of a friend pulled a string and I go, can anybody switch shifts with me? Sorry like nobody would like it just was a really uh, the vibe was shitty and i Mm -hmm. get it it was a cheesecake factory at the grove which for people who don't live in la the grove is like the outdoor fancy mall and it's just tourists and like it was a nightmare it's isn't that isn't there an escalator in the cheesecake factory it's very big and there's an escalator there's an escalator in the restaurant it's you could get lost in the restaurant it's intense and you know, I never have had any issues getting hired anywhere, but it was so it's so hard to get a job in LA, any job. If you roll up to Starbucks and you're like, hi, I'd like to apply. They're like, um, did you go to French barista school for eight <laughs> years and get your fucking French press degree? Then you can't work here. Like, I'm just trying to work at Hollywood and Highland, like the morning shift. Honey, no. Like, you can't. It's so competitive. Every person applying for a job at the Chief Factory was like a mater d of the four seasons of their hometown <laughs> for eight years. Like, it's so hard. And my roommate and I went to the like open call and she didn't even get past the first round. And I remember like, it's rough out there, but I can kill at an interview, baby. I can kill at an interview, but I got hired there. It was a disaster. And then I ended up uh, dislocating my kneecap and it couldn't work there anymore. What'd you, how'd you do it? So this, listen, I'm glad you asked me to Salsen. So it was the first time the Cheesecake Factory people finally invited me to go out with them. And I was like, oh, my God, they're finally being nice to me. And this is back when I used to drink. And I got drunk as hell. And I was at Fiesta Cantina in Boytown in West Hollywood. And I had drank all these margaritas. And a guy dipped me like we were dancing. And because I'm very tall, I wouldn't let him really take me because I, I didn't think he could handle my weight. And it literally snapped my leg in half. But I was so oh drunk God. that I was like, I'm fine. <laughs> It hurt so bad. And I was like, I walked home with it. Oh, no. The next morning, my knee was as big as my head. And I had no no. insurance. And it, like, financially devastated me. And, like, it was a whole thing. I couldn't walk. I had to do physical therapy. And so I quit the Cheesehead Factory. I never went back after that. I worked for, like, six months there. So, yeah. 
Listen, the struggle, I'm telling you, the early 20s struggle in L.A. When you moved here from your hometown where you know no one, you don't have an uncle who's, a, you know, worked on face off as a, <laughs> you know, gaffer. I knew nobody. I was like, I want to be fucking famous and like moved here. You figure it out real quick that you are not the funniest person mm. anymore. You're not the cutest anymore. You're, you know, you show up an audition, you think it's going to change your life and you walk in there and there's 95 of you and they're all funny and tall and skinny and, you know, we're the class clown of their high school and what it's hard. It's been a rough journey. It's a if you're listening, town. stay home. Okay. If you're thinking about moving to LA, stay where you're at. We have enough people. Do you ever think about leaving? No, no. I ma- I fell in love. You know, I married a Californian we've had a few like what should we do if we decide to leave conversations but i really at this point have no other marketable skills i have literally (laughs) i've done nothing so i was like maybe i could open like a dog store or something like i don't know but no i'm not leaving i'm finally on the stepping stone i'm finally doing something i consider myself like an alice and janney i think at 40 i'm gonna pop off i think at 40 (laughs) i'm like getting book my pilot and like Mm -hmm. it'll all take off for me it's just how many more years do i want to be starving but We'll see. How'd you meet your husband? And is he, what does he do? He's a comedian. Yeah. Uh, we met at a UCB party. A Bright Citizens Brigade. That's like our our home turf, you know. He's a UCB or I'm a UCB or we met at a party. You know, that's that, that story. <laughs> that and it was story. in that point where I was like, I'm not dating another improviser. I'm sick of them. And then what do I do? Marry one. That's fine. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about your dog, your famous yes. dog. What's the what is the story of Chooch? How did Chooch come into your life? How did you name Chooch, etc.? Okay, so you know, like I said, I've had a slow career burn and I always think about like if I could go back in time and like start over. Like let's say I could like take a time travel to 14 years old and then all of a sudden I could like go on a path and become famous and be a pop star, do anything with my life. Or like think of all the Katy Perry lyrics and make them like pretend they're mine and you know <laughs> like take her career or something. But I can't do that because then I wouldn't be there at that dog park to get Chooch because she's literally the best thing that's ever happened to me. I hope I don't cry. I've cried on several podcasts talking about her. So I used to walk dogs. That was my like one of my many like career iterations. Mm-hmm. I used to be like a celebrity dog walker and I did it for five years because I was like the best, biggest, baddest dog walker in L.A. <laughs> and I walked everybody's dogs. I Wait, was killing which, it. Can you say which I mean, celebs? I kind of can't. Yeah, I can't. Some big pop stars. Some movie stars. I'll tell you after. I can't. I wish I could. The best ones I can't tell you. I walk like a Dina Menzel's dog. (gasps) I'm trying to think. Like some I didn't sign. Adele Dazim. That's who that is. I walked Adele Dazim's dog. (laughs) Yeah. Um, a lot. I, 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 showrunners, producers. Right. It was everybody. Baby. Anyone who's anyone who had a dog, you walked I their dog. I walked it, baby. The, the Doodle Town Pipers, you walked their dogs, right? Uh, yeah. Wow. I don't know what that is. Wow. They're just a famous just reference a, that Jeff just, just made. Yeah. <laughs> so I was walking dogs and I'm like a dog freak. I'm an animal freak, but like, I just, I need to meet every dog. I need to pet it. I need, I need to make it fall in love with me. Like, I just, I love them all. And I was at the dog park with all my dogs and this woman just had a box of dogs and she was like, Hey, my, she lived outer, like the outer area, but she was like, which people come to this dog park? I'm trying to find some homes for my dogs. My dog got pregnant and whatever. And she just pulled this little, I wanted a little white dog. I wanted like a Maltese or something. But at that point I was like, I'm going to rescue. Um, and I was starting to like think about where to get a dog, whatever. But she just pulled this little dog out. And this was in February, 2010. And the dogs were three months old. And I was like, when were they born? She said, November 20th. My birthday's November 21st. So I was like, oh. 
Oh my god, they're like my bait, my moon babies. <laughs> and I wanted a girl because I'm love women. I'm a girl's girl, and so I was like, I want a girl. And she pulled out little chooch, and I was like, um, hi, I'll take it. And then that's it. So we've been best friends for eight years. And and chooch is uh, what breeds are in chooch. So according to her DNA test, she's over half Maltese, and then her secondary is cocker spaniel, and her third is Shih Tzu. People always think she's a papillon, and people always think she's a chihuahua, mm-hmm. but she's not. She's none of those. Yeah, she's none of those. And I met her litter mates and her parents, and she looked nothing like a they did, they look nothing like a chihuahua. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things that that's just what mixed together. So that's how she looks. But she's, she's not a chihuahua. Super cute. She's my angel. She's super cute. How did you get the name Chooch? So her real name is Priscilla Pearl, but <laughs> nobody calls her that other than my parents, my husband's parents, and my best friend's parents because I called her Prissy for like a little less than a year mm-hmm. and then she started just becoming chooch it's one of those things like i say it's because of chill pooch oh the first thing people say when they meet chooch is they're like she's so soft and then she's so calm like people think i drugged her or something she's just a very chill little animal and so the chill pooch chooch but it was just like i looked at her and i said you're a chooch i just think she is a chooch like <laughs> No, this makes sense. We have like a thousand yes, names for yes, our own dog. Yeah, I think dog owners get it because she's not a dog. She's a chooch. And then there's other things that are a chooch in mm-hmm. the world. Like a kitten isn't a chooch, but a kitten wearing a witch hat is a chooch. <laughs> and then there's all these like folklores and like rules about what is a chooch and what isn't. How many people are involved in knowing what is and Just isn't a chooch? Just me and my husband. I need. Could you give me some more examples of things that are so, a chooch? Andy Daly is a chooch. Okay. Paul Rust isn't a chooch. Right. And I I explain it to, you know, we have all these weird little rules. Um, I'm trying to think like a baby hippo is a chooch. Do you ever disagree on what's a chooch? All the time. All the time. Because I said I think Paul Rust is a chooch. Oh, Paul. I was thinking of Paul Rudd. Oh, Paul Rust. Paul Rudd is not a chooch. And Paul Rust is also not a chooch. Paul Rust is not a chooch, but I would argue he is. But Adam says he isn't. But I think it's just because of like... He like fucks on his show and stuff. And I mm-hmm. think chooches are asexual. Okay. Yeah. Is a chooch an innocent? Yes. So Andy Daly's okay. Okay. I, I know Andy, da- but Andy Daly is a chooch. I can't, that's what I'm saying. They're not logical. These are just rules. Can you think of who's a woman who's a chooch? Kate McCoochie. Do you know oh, Kate McCoochie? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Kate McCoochie is a chooch. She's chuch. a baby hippo. Yes. 100%. And that's it. She's skinny. Yes. But you yeah. don't have to be like tiny right. to be a chooch. You don't have to be. I'm trying oh, to think of fun. something. Now that's I'm a, trying to think of I'm trying to think chooches. of something that would be a big chooch. Would Emmanuel Lewis be a chooch or is that too, um, is that is Webster? That the, oh, mm, you know, let me ask Adam. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he would be a chooch to me, but it also has to do with personality too. Like, I feel like my son might be a chooch. Oh, a lot of children are. Yeah. A lot of children are. Okay, let me ask Adam. Is Emmanuel <laughs> Lewis a chooch? Let's see what he says. He's in class, so he might not answer, but we'll see. Now, I was going to... I think I can answer my own question. Is um, Kristen Bell a chooch? I don't think mm, she is. I don't think she is either. Only because she's like really pretty mm-hmm. and like really popular. And like I feel like the chooches are kind of... Um, like not the main like Kristen right. Bell is like the quintessential hottie right and the chooch is a little still very cute but like not like the obvious choice if that I'm makes try- sense yes yeah no, I know I'm trying to think of more female actress chooches yeah I I've, I tell people when they're a chooch all the time um does Kate McCoochie know she's one uh, I don't know if I've actually told her that, but she loves Chooch, and we always, when I see her, they take a photo together and we hashtag it the Cooch and Chooch. 
I'm so cute. How about Lauren Lapkus? Oh. Ooh, you know, Lauren has a sick... She's a good friend of mine. Lauren was in my wedding. Uh, she has like a really like dirty, great sense of humor. And I feel like that might take her out from being a chooch because chooches are innocent. Right. So, but that's a really. She's pretty wry. Yes. Yeah. But that's a great. She's too question. knowing to be a That's chooch. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. They have to be a little denser. Who's like a child woman? Like a man boy. Ooh, but a ooh, woman. ooh. What about like Rachel Dratch? I think Rachel oh, Dratch is a chooch. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I'm yeah. trying to. Okay. So like a woman who would maybe. Like any woman who played Peter Pan might be a chooch. Mm-hmm. It's, I, it's, I'm stretching it. Yeah. Now, I, like, char- it would be more character actresses. Although I, I don't think Margot Robbie is a chooch. But if uh, there was, if chooch became a person, I feel like she would be Margot Robbie. Right. If that makes sense. I just think she's so gorgeous and just like glowing and oh. and really talented. And like that's why I like see I see chooch in her. <laughs> you should you should tell her someday if I ever see her, I'll be like, hey. My dog is you. Yeah. And then show her a photo of my weird dog with her buck teeth and everything. Can inanimate objects be chooses? Yes. Okay. Well, like, what are some? Um, anything that's, I mean, again, this is a case by case basis. So it's so hard to like say, like, I would say nothing on this table is a chooch. This might be a chooch. This is a chooch. That is, this is a, chooch. a little plush phone holder that Jeff bought at, was it from Daiso? Yes, this yes. looks very Japanese. I just got back from Japan. That's, is Hello Kitty a chooch? Mm, she's a little too commercial. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel like there's a lot of chooch stuff at Daiso, though. A hundred percent. Yeah. When we were in Japan, I was just in Japan. We were literally going chooch, chooch, chooch. Like, we tell things they're mm-hmm. chooches all the time. Are ducklings usually chooches? I, hmm, case by case. Really? Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of homo- I'm a huge duckling fan. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of... You see my birthmark that's in the shape of a duck? Yes, it looks like it's, it's amazing. Like pointing its beak out and its little feet. Isn't that crazy? Wait, is Elmo a chooch, or is Elmo mm. too commercial too? <sighs> I wouldn't say he is. I I should like email you a list, please. Off the top this of my head, my I'm favorite, having a hard time. This is my favorite new thing to yeah. do with this my brain. Fun. Yeah. So, do you know the the Japanese concept of kawaii? Yes. The cute things. Mm-hmm. So, are all kawaii things chooch oh that's a that's a great question jeff it's i don't the, know it's the same ballpark but it's not necessarily a lot a lot would be okay because everything in japan was cute even the toilets were cute you know so i was like this toilet is a chooch what about like a small tabasco bottle those tiny ones that are like that big Ooh, yeah yeah i need i would kind say of that's triumphant a triumphant sound i would say that's a chooch <laughs> You know, I met Paul Thomas Anderson. I I did a little tiny part in one of his movies, and I was texting with Adam, and I was like, he's a chooch. He's a chooch. Is Alex Borstein a chooch? Um, did you watch Marvelous Mace, Mrs. Uh-huh. Maisel? She played the comedy club, uh, oh, her manager. I would say she's a chooch. Yeah, okay. She's incredible, by the way. I need a ding, please. She's incredible. Thank she you. does the voice of... Um, <laughs> Oh, Kath- yes. Uh, on, on Family, Family Guy. Guy. Yeah, she's. I, that's a career I want. That's the exact career I want right there. Ooh, Voiceover. She's stuff. goals. Is George Lucas a chooch? Ooh. You know what? I think he is. But he's, that's. He's I, got the Adam, Elvish thing going. Adam has to vouch. Okay. It's a. You know. I think he might be. I don't know. He's too rich to be a chooch. Mm. I feel like the money offsets the chooch. Right. Yeah. Is uh is Chewbacca a chooch? I would say he is. Interesting. And definitely the Ewoks. What about BB-8? I would say BB-8 is a chooch. That BB-8 feels like a chooch He's so me. cute and charming mm. and little. But and not R2-D2, innocent. I think. No, not a chooch. Yeah. Not a chooch. See? See, y'all are getting it. I'm getting it. it. I'm yeah. getting it. Y'all are getting it. 
This is. I just like want to have you back and just do <laughs> do is a it whole a chooch? yeah. And yeah. We, could have, we could like pull Twitter or something. That would be. I hope everyone I'm listening will this. tweet at me like photos of objects, and then we yeah. can chime in if we think they're a chooch or not. Yeah, that'll be fun. Or or people or animals or anything. <sighs> would you agree that like an OB tampon might be a chooch, but a, a tampax is not? Yeah. You mean the one without the applicator? Yeah, because yeah. it's a cute little. Yeah, it's a cute little thing. Yeah, this is very, plus we don't like that filling. plastic use. You no, know? yeah, just what do I always say on my ads for Lola? I say your finger is God's applicator. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Cut that plastic, baby. Let's take some questions that listeners sent in on Twitter. But first, there's a couple things. Jeff loves when I, when I make it seem like I'm going to start something and then I don't really. And that is what I've done right now. You guys, get my book, Tropical Attire, Encouraged, and Other Phrases That Scare Me. If you go to AllisonRosen.com, there's all sorts of links that will take you to Amazon where you can get the book. I'm doing a book signing May 11th at 7.30 p.m. at the last bookstore, L.A. Please come to that. I created a Facebook event for it. Uh, and I can see who's coming. And right now, five people are coming. Now, I know that more people... I know more people are coming just based on knowing. However, seeing that five is making me want to walk into the ocean. So please yeah, just on. pretend. Just, just click yes. Facebook events... So stressful. It's so... Du- I wish I hadn't created it. I don't know why I did. I, I just always, felt like well, maybe I'll get the word out. People want them. I, when I did my meetup, people were like, we'll do a thing. And then, of course, I was having anxiety because three people were coming. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm going to jump into the ocean. But then people came. Right. If I may quell your anxiety, I feel like since the Facebook whatnots went down, that people don't click That's that true. because they yes. don't want to give out the idea. They don't want to let it be known that they're going to be there and to give information to Facebook. That's Facebook's actually right. now, I think. I think so, too. Yeah. I know. I, think- I almost ha- I had mixed feelings about even creating the event. But there was like a so when I did Sketchfest, there was a social component to the Sketchfest website where people could click if they were going to the show or not. And I'm like, 15 people are coming to my show. This is awful. And then it, I found out weeks ahead that it was sold out. So I, I get that that's when people click, that's an accurate representation, but it's still bumming me out. Yeah. It should be, though. I feel like as a society, if we all just stop saying we're going to things when we don't go or vice versa, I think everyone would be saner. I, I threw a birthday party last year. I'm never throwing another party again because <laughs> half the people that said they were coming didn't come. Yeah. And then half the people who didn't say they're coming fucking came. I can't keep track. It's stressful. Did you? What did you use to keep this an Evite thing, a paperless post? It was thing. a paperless post. I think that if I... I think that my phone typically just brings me sadness and yes. yet i'm addicted to it I'm, and yet I'm, we I'm make aware. our livings off of phones technically you know yes yeah it's true mm-hmm. yeah so there's other people who will decide like i'm not going to engage on social media and i i don't think i even have that option Same. and also so much of it is positive it's just that the negative is what like it's like you seek i sort of seek out what my something to mirror my mood i guess yeah i don't know what's gonna happen i think we're all just gonna be making shadow animals in the dark in a couple years like nobody's gonna have a phone anymore we'll see listen to my podcast (laughs) (laughs) same until for the next two years listen then make make, then listen to my shadow animal podcast yes uh but you know what a great way to reduce stress is working out and you don't want to go to the gym. You want to be able to work out in the comfort of your own home or let's say you travel for work in your hotel room. That's why you need Beachbody On Demand. This is the company behind P90X, Insanity, 21 Day Fix, T25, Brazil Butt Lift, Pio, Hip Hop Abs, 3 Week Yoga Retreat, and more 
Get motivated by celebrity super trainers you know, like Sean T, Charlene Johnson, Tony Horton, and Autumn Calabrese. Autumn Calabrese. Did you say Sean T? Sean T. Oh, my God. The Sean T. Sean T himself. Mm -hmm. Or herself. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's a himself. Yes, it is. I know who Sean T is. Yes. But... Autumn Calabrese is the one who leads Active Maternity. I hope I'm getting that. I'm pretty sure I'm getting the name right. Active Maternity, which is their program for pregnant women. They have different workouts based on which trimester you're you're in. And I did the one for second trimester when I was in my second trimester. And I am not a stranger to working out and especially wasn't back then. Uh, it's so hard. I Like 10 minutes in, I was so like sweating and so it's such a good workout uh it's a very rigorous good workout so know that um and they have all levels if you're not into that super hard stuff i like country heat country heat is uh moving that booty to the early 2000s uh country hits that sounds super fun super fun i wear my daisy dukes i get my sweat on workouts as short as 10 minutes that don't require extra equipment. And the time it takes you to drive and park at the gym, you could be finished working out. Yeah, hundreds of effective workouts for all fitness levels, ranging from bodybuilding to weight training to cardio, hit to yoga, and even dance workouts. Country heat? Yeah. Country heat. Everybody Is it like it line dancing? Yeah, but it's also just like, you know, if you're feeling like not being restrictive today, then just move your body and feel good. I'm going to get all about, I'm going to do country heat. I'm all about that. View on your computer, web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, Roku, Apple TV, Chromecast, and more. Listeners of Allison Rosen is your new best friend can try it absolutely free. Uh, I really want you guys to try this service because it'll change the way you work out. And right now, my listeners can get a free trial membership when you text Allison, A-L-I-S-O-N, to 303030. You'll get full access to this entire platform for free. All the workouts, the nutrition information and support, totally free. Just text Allison to 303030. Okay, let's do some questions. When we I could do my country heat to this. Okay, Rambling Kite says, I know she has talked about doing a ton of extra work. So I was wondering who the nicest celebrity she has met on set has been. Thanks, honeys. <laughs> Listen, I could do a whole podcast on my extra work. I did I background work for some two stuff. years. Yeah. And I was like a lifer. Like there are lifers that mm-hmm. do it every day for years. Like that's their job. Oh, I met this lady who was like, I was in the November rain video. <laughs> and like, you know, it was amazing. Uh, and so I was actually thinking about this question. I did How I Met Your Mother, and they put me next to Neil Patrick Harris. And as soon as I sat down, he's like, nice to meet you. I'm Neil, which like never happened, mm-hmm. uh, which no shade to the celebrities. They're busy. They're working. They're professionals, you know, but he like went out of his way. And then at one point, he licked my neck. What? And he didn't pretend. He like went in. Was this... Was this part of yes, the show? Yes, okay. yes, yes. We all know. So you were like a special extra. I was a featured extra. Yeah. Allison, that's that. the word I was trying yes, to figure that out extra. the other night. And I didn't want to be because I really loved the show and I had like high hopes of actually being on it someday. So if it was something that was really important to me, I tried to stay in the back, but they like went in the back and pulled me and put me next to them. The second one I just remember this morning was Chris Pratt. And I think I have a photo on my phone that I might get out for you that I recently found during old headshot day. I was mm, pulling yeah. hard drives. So there was this terrible movie called Deep in the Valley. Uh, I don't know when it came out, mid-2000s. 
uh, late 2000s, and Chris Pratt was an unknown. And it was about like porn star because it was deep in the valley. So it was like the valleys where they shoot porno magazines or porno <laughs> porno movies. And it was like something about like time travel, you know, something about. But I played like this cheerleader, like um, fantasy woman. And I, of course, had no lines. And it, the scene started with him going, you mean I can put it anywhere? And I had to like, I had to like um, shake my head at him and walk away. <laughs> Like a what a what a scene, huh? <laughs> but he was so nice. He was like, "Hey, um, I'm sorry about the subject of this scene." I was like, "Oh, thanks." And he's like, "Oh, where do you live?" Oh, cool. I live over there. You know, so nice. He like was humanizing to me. Like mm-hmm. it, a lot of actors, like they don't even look you in the eye, and they don't. And which is again, a, if it's part of your process or something, no judgment. But he was like, "I'm I'm really sorry. I have to say that to you." You know, like he was so nice. And then later in my in my dog walking years i saw him at the dog park i didn't like say hey remember when i wore that pink outfit and you had to say that you'd stick it anywhere but he just i just randomly started talking about about his pugs and he was like talking about pugs and stuff the nicest guy the nicest guy ever so those are the two i would say are the nicest those are good stories Mm -hmm. okay not all men are bad (laughs) (laughs) is neil patrick harris a chooch I don't think so. Okay. I think he's too famous. Okay. He's too rich, too famous. I mean, I think he's a great guy, but... Mary Minimally says, it seems like Jackie really prioritizes female female friendship in her life. Can you two talk gal chat about being a good friend? I mean, yeah, I'm a girl's girl, for sure. I always have been. Gal chat. (laughs) Yes, yes. I mean, that's what Natch Butte is. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just... I do have men on. I have non-binary guests, but primarily it is the ladies. Mm-hmm. I think loyalty is... Oh. <laughs> Wendy has made her entrance. I hope you come say hi to me. Hi. Oh, you're going to watch it. Watch it. Who's a cushy watch today? Are you a cushy bush? Oh, yeah. You are a gushy bush. <laughs> you're a gushy bush. I'm good go. girl. Oh, who's a good girl? Who's a bougie booge? Come on. Who's a bougie booge? So you were saying you think loyalty is a big thing. Yeah. But thing of having your friends back no matter what. Having your friends back and then them having yours Mm -hmm. is so important. Like, I'm a Scorpio, so I will fight for you. And then if you sting me, though. But now what about this? This is all hypothetical and vague. But I recall sort of feeling like, uncertain what to do in a situation in situations like this back in the day where you have multiple friends and they're having some kind of fight with each other uh, like how story because then life. you don't know what to do story loyalty wise I'm like who you. do you have loyalty to i think it's so difficult it, and then everyone's hurt if you don't take their side it's very hard to to be switzerland yeah it's very hard i find this happening constantly and it's one of those things that it, this is LA and we're all a lot of my friends, like the the vast majority are actresses, artists. We're all very sensitive and things can get misconstrued and, you know, feelings can get hurt. And I'm constantly in the middle, always. And it's really hard. Um, what I try to do is just not talk shit. Mm-hmm. You know, if I if my friend needs to li- I, I will listen 
But then when I go see the other friend, I don't say anything back to, you know, I don't share what they said. I'm not trying to fuel the fire and make it worse. If anything, I want them to become friends again. Right. So I don't say anything. I just let them, you know, I'm the sponge. I take it all in and I don't say anything. That's something that's happened. And you might say, Allison, as well, this is, it comes with age, but I love not spreading shit anymore mm-hmm. i think in my early 20s i was like oh my god do you know what so-and-so said like i don't know why that was i think just like as it's society currency. women are taught to penny pin ourselves against each other all the time i love it it's so satisfying to keep things and not tell people you know not spread people's secrets right and, and, and be a true friend and, and a confidant it's so powerful here's a situation i find and thankfully i don't find myself in this situation a lot um but one that i don't know what to do with is like let's say this is a, this is these are so, these are lady issues they're probably men issues too but okay let's say <clears throat> two friends one of them is mad at the other one mm-hmm. and has told you why mm-hmm. the other one doesn't know why the friend is mad at them and they're like sort of trying to get the answer out of you and you know, but you don't want to get involved or, and the person has probably asked you not to say anything. Then what do you do? I don't say anything. I say, you need to, you need to talk to them. Right. Oh, see if someone said to me, you need to talk to them. I would like be like, what is it? Tell me. Did they hate me? What did I do? I'd be like, Oh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, and then I would say to that, I would say, y'all need to talk. And it's not my place to get involved. Everything's going to be okay, but y'all need to talk. I feel better just hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. And I know it's stressful. It's sort of like when your boyfriend texts you, we need to talk and all day you're like, well, we're over. I, you know, right. And then he gets home and he's like, you need to stop leaving your socks on the floor. I need to take a shower. And <laughs> like, oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Well, listen, it just everybody do your best out there. I don't know. It's hard. Friendships are hard. And it's also okay to not be friends with somebody anymore. Mm-hmm. If they suck. I feel like I, again, being a people pleaser, my friends would treat me like shit. And I would just kept putting up with it. I was a punching bag for a lot of people in my 20s. And eventually I'm like, you know what? You're not nice. Right. And you don't make me feel good. I'm a good friend to you. You're not one back. Keep walking. I actually just had a situation happen where I had like an uncomfortable trying to be real vague and yeah. I th- but I think even if I'm not I, th- I don't think anyone's going to know who I'm talking about but I'm still going to be vague this situation where basically something happened with someone that um I didn't it like made me feel very yucky and I think that the mo the, the the part that I disliked the most about it was that I'm like I'm old enough now to realize that like I just received information about like this whole situation is indicative of this person and 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 I should maybe see them in sort of a different light like I should I shouldn't I maybe maybe I'm not meant to be as close to this person no one's going to figure it out so anyone who's trying to figure it out you're not going to figure it out maybe I'm not meant to be as close to this person as I thought maybe I was and I and, and I think that's what bothered me the most is that like I want I want to and when I was younger I would have ignored that when I was if it were a guy when I was younger, I'm like, no, I'm still super into you. We're going to keep dating. Yeah. I'm going to pretend this didn't happen. But like, I've, I've been around too long to pretend. It's like that Maya Angelou thing. Like when someone tells you who you are, or maybe Oprah said, it, I don't know. When someone tells you who you are, believe them. Mm. I think Maya Angelou. Um, Whoever said it, it's very poignant. Yeah. Uh, but like, I don't want to because that is complicated. It complicates matters to believe it. Yeah. I mean listen stay true to yourself it's <laughs> a cop-out answer no it's true though okay let's it's hard out there navigating friendships is hard i think it should be taught in school 
Honestly, because it's something that you don't talk about. Nobody says to you like, hey, there's going to be people in your life that leave your life, uh, you know, voluntarily or that you, you know, it's part of being an adult and nobody tells you that. You think, I grew up with these people. They're my friends, but maybe they suck. Maybe Mm -hmm. they're not good to you. Get them out of your life. It's fine. It's going to suck. It's going to hurt, but you're going to be better for it. Do you feel like getting married changed your friendships? Yes. How so? I mean, I lost friends. I lost friends over my wedding. I lost friends, you know, it, it it's so insane. It, weddings bring up, they magnify little tiny micro family issues that you forgot were there. And mm. I had, I had a friend who I didn't make a bridesmaid and hasn't spoken to me since and didn't come to my wedding, who was oh. my good friend, you know? So did you guys have a conversation about it? Yeah, it was really shitty though. I hate it. It makes me really sad. It makes me really, Th- that really sad. That sounds like one of those situations I'm just talking about now where it's like, her response to this situation makes you go, oh, I guess you're not that yeah, not great and, friends, and but like, oh, my feelings were so hurt. And, and I was like talking to Adam about it. And he goes, Jackie, she's been a toxic friend to you for years. He's like, it's about time. And I was just like, man, I hate that. But yeah. again, you want to see the good in people. Right. And she was really a really good friend to me in so many ways. But to bail, I mean, and I'm sure she has her side of the story too. She, her feelings were hurt, you know, but to me, it's just like, I, I rise up when it's somebody's wedding. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if maybe, yeah. Well, cause it's not, cause it's about, it's not about you. Yes. But she made it about her. Right. And a lot of people do. Yeah. And uh, for whatever reason, things, you know, listen, they're a high emotional time. It's a very intense time. Yeah. It's somewhat awful. Yeah. <laughs> really yes. Why be. do we do it? Why do we put ourselves through it? I don't know. Yeah. That is like, I, I kind of wish that we had eloped. Same. Really? Oh Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then afterwards, on the other side of it, when I felt, when I strongly felt that, like, what was that insane lead up to the wedding? And then, sort of, like, I'm very happy I'm married, but the actual, but for me, the whole, like, it's your day. I, I like, I got caught up in it. And then, of course, I was like, super disappointed by, like, a number of elements. Same. And I was depressed afterwards. Same. And then I would talk to people about it and they'd be like, oh yeah, I, you know, my wedding sucked and I cried. And it's like, why do we why do didn't it? Any, why didn't anyone tell me this ahead of time? Yeah, same. A hundred, all of that. We have to like, we have to talk about that another time. It's I actually, important. the maybe, because a lot of the advice you get is like, it's your day. Right. But I remember Nikki Cox mm-hmm. said to me, just remember it's not about you guys. <laughs> it's about your family or it's about the other people. Like it's not, oh my God, this day is not going to be yeah. about you. Nikki Cox, like the actress, mm-hmm. she was on Vegas, right? Yes, she was. I used to do background on that all the time. Really? Mm-hmm. Josh Dumel was really nice. Josh Dumel. So nice. He used to be on All My Children. He's so beautiful. He's so beautiful. He would be like, you ladies look lovely today. Like not in a sleazy way, like mm-hmm. literally just like in the most genuine. And I'd be like, <laughs> I have a great photo of me and like my cocktail waitress outfit from that. Because I used to like pretend to be a cocktail lady. <laughs> I was like uh, an established background on that show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you have to audition to become? Uh, no. No. I, I auditioned for one job once and it was insanely embarrassing. Of course, now I have to ask. So there was this Will Ferrell movie called Semi-Pro. Mm-hmm. And yes. I yeah. Remember. So I auditioned to be one of his like f- like featured, they call them ball girls. This was the seven is set in the seventies basketball. And that's like the cheerleaders of the time. And we had to like wear bikinis and basically dance in front of the director and all these people. And it was looking back like, I'm like, why did I do that? You know? <laughs> anyway, did you, um, think, were you doing the background work, 
uh, to make money or did you think that it would lead to bigger roles? Cause I, so I wanted to be a child actress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I did some background stuff when I was, when I was young mm-hmm. and I thought that it would lead to stuff. And then I remember like, like you're talking about, like mm-hmm. a lifer saying to me, like once an extra, always an extra. Ooh. And I was like, what? I was like 13. I'm like, no. Well, but then I actually started going on auditions and stuff, but it, but it didn't come from doing the extra work. Yeah. I think it's mostly, it's not going to get you anywhere, but I, the second job I ever booked was on Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, the Aaron Sorkin yeah. show, and I was given a line, and at the time, I was just like, oh, whatever, cool, but apparently that's a huge deal, and that rarely happens, Yeah, and all the other extras were like coming over to me, all these men were like, I worked on West Wing for six years, I never got a line, what did you do, like whatever, and I was like, I don't know, I just literally was wearing this very tight sil- silver BB dress, and I was standing right in the eye line of, um, you know, Aaron or somebody. And they were like, you know what? He should, he should say something at the top. I did, they did like this Sorkin sweep away. Uh-huh. And, and they were like, we should have like a moment right here. And they were like, hey, you in that tight BB dress. And I was like, me? You know, I didn't know anything. They're like, your character's I'll- name is Mackenzie McDougal. Exactly. And here's what you're going to say. And, and they were like, are you cool with that? And I was like, yeah, sure. I didn't know that it was a big deal. But yeah. after that, I was like, I quit Cheesecake Factory. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm famous. All my friends back home are going to see me and think I'm famous and like whatever. And uh, so then I was like, I'm going to keep doing it because that'll happen again. And that didn't happen again, you know, but I did it more to just learn about being on set. And I learned so much. I ne- I always paid attention. I sat by the, the monitors if I could. I would listen. I would listen to notes actors would get. And that's advice if anyone is mm-hmm. in that on that level right now. Don't take it for granted. Like, don't just sit in your chair and look at your phone. Like, really listen and learn because I learned everything. I was a bumpkin. Like, I wanted to be an actor, but I'd never acted. I didn't know anything about, you know, cameras and sound and everything. I learned everything just from watching and being on set. I thought it was really fun. Now, granted, I was comparing it to, like, actually going to high school or something. It's fun, like, the first, like, two weeks. (laughs) Yeah. And then you do it every day and you're just like, oh. And they treat them like shit. Mm -hmm. You know, like, they let the act, like, the people with lines get trailers and dressing rooms and they throw a tarp over a dirty tent, you know, like, and you're outside and, like, it's just, it's, it's rough work. But they're very important. Yeah. They're very important. So shout out to all the background artists out there. Kelly says, besides eyelash curlers, which beauty device or product does Jackie think is trash? And I don't know if you saw my response to this. I use an eyelash curler all the time. I didn't know we were going to have to leave Mortal Enemies. Well, I said that in a pretty early episode of Natch View. I just can't. For me, they just put a big kink in your lashes. I don't mm. think they give you a curl. Right. They, like, they just you, kind of make your lashes go put straight cramp, up. Yeah, they put a cramp. And I think it's just yet another thing the beauty industry says we need and we don't. I don't know. They personally, I have one. And every time I use it, I'm just not happy with them. Mm-hmm. I use them now to like help get my false eyelashes on. Okay. That's what I was just on a set last week. And like that's what she used it for, to, like to pinch. Interesting. So that... I at the time that episode I was like debating with a girl about them I think because there's a ton of shit we don't need yeah that they just tell us we need the one thing that I'm really mad at is chapstick uh lip balm if you will sure it's to me it just makes your lips worse and like I think, makes them more flaky peeling yes it may you see these lips Allison they look pretty perfect 
I don't use any. I, I do use a daily one when I go outside for SPF because I'm a sunscreen free. Mm-hmm. So if you get one, get one with an SPF in it for the sunlight. It's summertime now. When you're driving around, the sun is hitting you. You don't want those lips getting aged. So do that. But you don't need to be popping that on every 10 minutes. The CarMax and all that. It's only making your lips worse. The key is hydration, drinking enough water, baby, and then protecting your lips from the sun. I actually, the completely unscientific uh, thought that I'm going to share, but I think that the ones that have tingling and menthol mm-hmm. in them, I, I can't imagine that that's actually soothing. I don't think it is. That's got to be bad. It's probably drying you out. Yes. Yeah. I, all I know is I used to be addicted to those EOS ones. Like the oh, lip, yeah. Like those are cool. Miley, they would pop them into music videos. They just made my lips terrible. And I remember I went on Facebook and I was like, hey, anybody have any tips about chapstick on my EOS? And somebody just wrote, stop using it and it'll stop. Mm. And I was like, hmm. And I did. And it stopped. That's all I know. What? Gal chat. What, uh, what, what do you wash your face with? Oh, what a loaded question. <laughs> I have 19 <laughs> cleansers. I have 19 cleansers. You really do. Wow. Well, it's because I'm trying new things all the time for the mm-hmm. podcast. If it wasn't for that, I feel like um, I would have a routine. I'm a, okay. So I'm into the oil cleansing. Have you oil cleansed? No, but I've read about it. So oil cleansing is, is this double cleansing. Yeah. So when we were growing up, everything was oil-free, oil-free, oil-free. Yeah, like, I you used Clearasil daily yeah, same, face wash. Same. Wait, which one? The foaming one or the one that was like um, white cream? White cream. Me too. Yeah, in, the, in, a, in tube. a purple tube. Yeah. Yes. And you know what bleach your, your pillow t- cases? Yes. Yes. What were we doing? Trying to have clear skin. Why did we put that on our face? <laughs> I know. I was I like, have it's so many- bleaching my pillowcase, but I'm putting it on my fucking face. I think if I smelled that, it would take me. Same. That was Teen Spirit for me, and also Teen my Spirit. My hymen would spirit. grow back <laughs> <laughs> if I smelled that too. I would open it up and be like, mm. Mm, nobody. <laughs> I did ask like me this- to dance again. Mm. I know. Yeah. Uh, so oil. So it's a, basically the oil will take all the makeup and stuff off, but it will leave your face with everything it still needs. Mm-hmm. It'll. But the one I like is my shell. Do you know my shell? It's M-Y-C-H-E-L-L-E. It's no. like a Whole Foods brand. Okay. Because I try to stay as natch as pops. Right. And or cruelty free and everything. It's a my my shell oil cleanser. I love the smell. And it I don't care. I got a full beat. I got a full drag beat. And I will just it will melt the makeup off. You rub your eyes and you look in the mirror and you have like black panda circles because <laughs> it just eats the makeup off your face. Right. And then you wash and then I probably after that will do something else. I have like my Foreo. It's like, it's, you know, those like Clarisonic brushes. Yeah. I use the Foreo, which is like a silicone one that you don't have to replace the brush heads for. And I'll put like another gentle cleanser and do a second cleanse. Okay. And, and you I do have this like a every day. Oh, well, if I don't do makeup, I probably won't do two cleanses. Yeah. Because here's what I can't figure out. And I think that my, I have always been acne prone. Mm-hmm. Um, I only had bad acne for a, like a, a, a very, like a blip of time in high school, but I will get the occasional zit. So I'm always trying to, pre- I'm always worried about acne, trying to prevent acne. It's only recently that I've started moisturizing because mm-hmm. now I'm, I'm old enough that I, I need to. Um, but in my mind, I'm always worried about breaking out. And so I, th- I think the soap I use is probably drying. The whole thing, everything's a little bit drying mm-hmm. to me. But anyway, so I'll wash my face before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. And then the next morning, before I put anything on my face, I want to wash it again. And I do, but I'm not convinced I actually need to. 
Like, why am I washing it first thing in the morning? Do you, so you wash at night. What do you do after you wash? I wash and then I put on an under eye cream and a moisturizer. Mm-hmm. So while we're sleeping, we are, our face is shedding skin cells. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. You have a kid and a dog and my dog is rubbing her asshole on my face all night. Like w- w- you definitely need to cleanse in the morning. Right. I feel like there were certain points where I was like, Oh, I don't need to, but yeah, you definitely need I to. I feel like I'll break out if I don't, but I also feel like I'm drying. Like, cause I'll yeah. wake up my face will be kind of like red and tight. And I'm like, I don't, I feel weird further drying this out. But. Well, I think we need to up your game. Yeah. I think you need to add a step. We need to do an essence or a serum, um, or, a something. serum or something. But in the morning I do a light cleanse. I don't do the double cleanse. I don't do right. the oil cleanse. I have like morning cleansers I do. I have an Osea one I really like. Um, Osea is a, a an LA-based company. They're all about the sea and it's organic and it's everything comes in glass bottles. And I use their ocean cleanser and it smells like lime and it's amazing in the morning. That sounds so good. It wakes me up. And um, How's Osea spelled? O-S-E-A. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And it's not cheap. Yeah. I use pretty bougie shit and it's because I'm privileged because at this point I get shit for free. If it was like, if it was just regular me, I don't think I would buy it because I'm, don't have the money. Right. I would probably be getting something from Target or something, which there's lots of good stuff. Yes to the Yes to brand at Target. They have Yes to blueberry, Yes to carrots, Yes to everything and it's cruelty free and they're great. And, um, Pacifica, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like cruelty free brands you can get at like drugstores. Pacifica makes a lot of stuff that smells delicious. What about Derma E? Is that cruelty free? I don't know if the top They're of my Whole head. Foods. Most likely, yeah. Then they probably are. Yeah, Ali Ward. This is for listeners who we call Ali Ward talking a lot about a serum. It's a German mm-hmm. E serum. Yeah, and she looks incredible. She does. Yeah, she does. But you do too. You've got perfect. Have you ever done like a laser treatment or anything? I've like done that? it all. You have. Oh, I've done it all. Yeah. Oh my god! I wish we'd start talking about this I've an done, hour ago. I've done Clear and Brilliance, <laughs> which were a total waste of my money. Okay, that's interesting to hear. Yeah, because I went to two. I I went to a dermatologist like three years ago, and he recommended a certain kind of laser for these dark spots on my face. And then um, I went to a different dermatologist. I don't know within the last year, and she recommended Clear and Brilliant, Mm -hmm. like six treatments for three thousand dollars. And I'm like, I will think about that. Yeah. But but it's so it's well, a waste. It's like I, a starting. It's like a starter, and then you eventually decide I need to do something that actually works. Right? I, I was going to. I don't give a shit. I was going to laser away. Has laser away ever sponsored you or anything? No. Okay, good. Don't go there. And I also have never had laser hair removal, which that's I think amazing. I'm the only. I know oh. that's what I keep do hearing. Do you want to see the most beautiful armpit you've ever seen? It's perfect. And I have dark. My real hair color is almost as dark as yours. Per- you have perfect. I mean, nothing. You have a perfect pit. Nothing. It's wow. it's it's completely changed. It's in. I didn't even shave my legs. I mean, it's it's incredible. I was going to laser away to get my tattoo removed, and I had mentioned getting married, and they just like used car salesmen, and because <laughs> I'm non-confrontational, passive aggressive, like they they just re- sniffed me out. Right? Oh, you should get this. You should get this. You should get this. You should get this. And I was like, oh, I want to look beautiful on my big day. Okay. <laughs> it's and my just, day. <laughs> I'm telling you, I threw thousands. I did three clear and brilliance. It did nothing. It did absolutely nothing. And again, it, they might work. I think laser weight. They are con artists, uh, okay. and they turn the machine down so that when I was done, I go, you know, I'm. I'll be honest. I'm disappointed. I don't think it did anything. Well, you need more. I think th- a pack of three more would really do. And I said, no, I, y'all told me to get three, you know, and I think they purposely turned down machines so that you have to pay for more treatments. Um, I don't know. They have terrible Yelp reviews. I just, I think they're con artists. I like think go to li- another like place. Like it literally, you didn't notice a difference. Literally nothing. Okay. Literally nothing. She also over injected me with Botox 
my whole face couldn't move and i for your wedding yeah your big day yeah in my photos like i'm like whole, i'm like crying like with my dad and like i look like the scream mask <laughs> oh no and they're really funny it's a funny story but i didn't need that yeah and then i when i was going back and i was explaining to them i said you know what i'm really pissed and that they're woman like, well, you look totally calm <laughs> yeah yeah seriously i i was like you know she over injected me and they were like oh well she doesn't work here anymore i'm like oh how convenient and she pulled up my chart and she goes oh my god i can't believe she put that much in your forehead i'm like i know i don't even have a forehead wrinkle <laughs> i'm you know i don't even have a forehead right. wrinkle yeah she did 32 units or something in my whole head you I don't need you you have perfectly smooth no, forehead. i'm telling situation. you i'm telling you it was i just think that place sucks yeah so i actually haven't dragged them on ash butte yet i was gonna do like a whole parody song or something laser way kiss my ass if you're looking to get something removed don't go there okay go somewhere else that's all i gotta say also your eyebrows are perfect oh honey, is this a microblading a thing yes yes can and I there's see, nothing on them? them well this i got perfect, listen, perfect i like brows. i i kind of start trends in the alt comedy scene regarding beauty i was the first one to get gel nails i just want to say that i got them in 2000 10 i want to say i was the first one in the scene getting gels i got bladed november 2016 wow so before everybody was doing yeah. it so mine are really faded because they last about two years so mine probably have another six months and they'll be gone so they're a little in an awkward stage they're pretty good to but me. i had the worst eyebrows and i look back at photos of me and i'm just like wow i'm a new person mm-hmm. and i would never I, I would recommend it to anyone because if you have shitty eyebrows, my I I love I just feel so much young. I just love them. I'm so happy with them. I've yeah, I've been talking on in my Instagram stories about frust- trying to let my eyebrows grow in. Yeah. Uh, and then I finally I couldn't take it anymore because there was like yeah. They were not they're not growing in where I want. It's yeah. just like, you know, like half an inch below my eyebrow, there's Same. like three hairs. Yeah. And I know I've heard and are you friends with yes, Angela Trimber? Yes. Um, I want to be friends with her. Uh, I don't know her in real life. I just know her online. But like, I heard her talking on another podcast on, on Glowing Up about like, but you got to just let it grow in. Yeah. Like, you have to just leave yes. them alone. Yes. And I couldn't take it anymore. So I plucked yeah. those three hairs that were doing nothing for me. But anyway, everyone's like, just get a microbladed. Just get a microbladed. Yeah, it helps when you have bangs. Um, it, cause like I just was on set last week and the woman was like, do you want me to pluck all these? And I go, no, I'm growing them out. <laughs> and with the microblading, it's like a map. So I can see like realistically, okay, yeah, there's a great, beautiful hair growing, but it, my, my brows are never going to get to be that big. You know, I'm not Trevor, mm-hmm. so I can cut that one, you know, but I'm growing a lot in, but again, it's the bangs help. So now so, your brows though match your hair, but you're saying that is not your color, your natural color. Uh, so my blading has faded enough to where now I can start dyeing my eyebrows again. Oh, I, I see. I, I was rocking a bold brow because I had her blade them my real color, which uh-huh. is like a dark brown. So I was doing like a red hair and a dark brown brow. I wasn't booking and I just follow the money. So like if <laughs> I book with, um, so I usually color my eyebrows with uh, the same color I do my hair. Mm-hmm. So then they're a little more auburn and then it helps blend. So now I've been doing that again. Do does your representation do they weigh in on like you're not booking we think it's because of your eyebrow color no it's just i project it all upon myself okay yeah let's i I don't have enough of a career (laughs) for them to care (laughs) um uh I'm totally enjoying the gal chat talk. Oh, I'm excited for when I come back on. Oh my for God. when I come on. Nashville. Oh, and if you want to ask Allison any questions about beauty specifically, go to nashview.com ask, and then hit ask a guest and your photo is up right now. So people can send in questions. I've already Perfect. been getting some for you. 
There's somebody that wants to know about your cat eye. We're not going to talk about it here. No. Save it for Natch Butte. What, what photo did you use of me? I don't know. I just Googled you. No, I got to go check it out. It's just like you with a microphone or something. It's cute. Oh, you yes. You look cute. It's cute. Is my hair kind of layered? I don't remember, but you it look might cute. Be, it might be a... It might, it might have been taken in Brooklyn. Should I, I have gotten photo. photo approval? No, 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 okay. no, no. It's just, listen, I just Google people. You That's, look great. Thank you. Yes. Everybody send us some some uh, gal chat questions, whatever we didn't get to here. That's right. Send them we'll in. Get there. Gal chat. Oh, yeah, baby. Let's do just me or everyone. I want to tell everyone first, though. Here, I'm doing it again. I'm on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go. All sorts of different reward levels, super fun stuff, bonus episodes, etc. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Okay, just me or everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? All right. JMOs for Aros says. Oh, sorry. I should explain. Just Me or Everyone is a segment where people write in with things they think or do, and they wonder, is it just me or is it everyone? And we weigh in. JMOs for A-Rose says, think back on the best dates I've had and wonder what could have been. Then wonder if they think that as well. Oh, I love that. Do you do that? Oh, I've been doing it more and more. <laughs> more I don't know. If more just, and more in your marriage. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, maybe it is just married, married lady life or my getting older. But I always I've been looking on Facebook of like, oh, I went out with that guy in high school like one day or whatever. What's he up to? Yeah. You know, I'll just like see what he's up to on Facebook. I won't message him or anything. I'll just like see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I do that too. Yeah, I, I do that. I don't know if everybody does that. Do you? I, I don't know that I think about what could have been, but I definitely am like, I wonder what that guy's up to, and then I will, I will Google them. Yeah. And oftentimes, like, I'll be in the shower, and or not always in the shower, but just I'll be somewhere where I'm not near my computer or phone, and someone will pop into my head, like, oh, I haven't thought about that person in a really long time. And it's like remembering you have an episode of something DVR. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't oh, wait yeah. to find out. That's fun. I will say a pattern I've noticed is that there's plenty, and this speaks about me, there's plenty of guys where it was like, that person just doesn't want to be in a relationship and they're all they're going to do is just date around because they can't commit and they're just not ready. That's that was what I told thought at the time. And then I Google them. It's like, oh, oh but they're married with two kids. And yeah. it's the and, and actually the one they married was the woman or girl, depending on the age, yeah. like right after me. Yeah, that makes me feel not good. Yeah. You know, that's why when you find somebody, it's so special. Because it's so rare, the odds are so stacked against you for finding someone who you love who loves you back. Yeah. It's very, very hard to do, and I'm very lucky. And all, I am too. And also, I think when it happens, it is fairly undeniable. Yes. Like, no, that guy and I weren't right, but the girl that he met right after me, possibly at the same time he was dating me, was right. Yeah, they're still right. together. Who are you to stand in the way of true love? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Evidently, They yeah. should thank you. They should. Yes. They should. Okay. Um, Jay Tobias says, if one nostril is plugged, it is that side I have to lie on when I fall asleep. I I think I would lose my mind if one... No, I mean, occasionally I will get a cold, and one, but I like having a, a stuffed up nose drives me insane. No, I cannot I don't, take it. Yeah. I use a nasal spray. I got to keep this shit clear. I bless everyone out there who who has a clogged nose or has respiratory issues. My heart goes out to you because it's so frustrating. Mm. I was reading an article this morning. So do you suffer depression or anything like that? I mean, 
no more than the average actor okay <laughs> so that's a yes then um i guess there's been a lot of like a lot of uh benefit the words are not coming to me ketamine is now a, a treatment like sort of a new experimental treatment for depression where people go in and they trip on ketamine and then they they feel better afterwards so both johnson and johnson and allergan are are trying to develop ketamine drugs Whoa. but it's a nasal spray isn't that crazy yeah man now i'm intrigued because i love a good spray <laughs> well you might be able to you i don't know the timeline of right. this but you might be able to get a ketamine spray oh, i imagine man. it would be prescription yes but then there's all these side like the side effect is a disassociative feeling and sort of an out-of-body experience i mean that's why it doesn't seem an, bad to me <laughs> <laughs> depending on when you know right it's funny, the article I was reading, I think it was in Time, but it was like, ketamine, typically known as a veterinary drug or a party drug. <laughs> <laughs> um, Demi in Cordova says, banana burps are the best burps. I can't argue with that, but I feel like there's other burps that are good. But a banana burp is refreshing. I love a good, like, citrus burp. Yes. Mm-hmm. Any, any like, fruity one, mm-hmm. I'll take over any other one. Right, yeah. right, over, like, a... You like probably, a, like meat. an Indian food burp. Right. Yeah. Anything savory. Yeah. It's just, you don't want a savory burp. Mm-mm, no. no. Uh, Bruised by Dawn says, at Trader Joe's, I wait for a checker I know bags things properly. Cold with cold. None of this haphazard amateur shit. See, I actually don't like when, when, things of a kind are bagged together because I feel like that does not properly weight the bags. But I, but someone was saying, cause I've had this discussion before and someone, whoever it was, was saying that they do that because that is what most people want. Like if you don't put all the, I don't know, all refrigerated or all items, the frozen or yeah. All the, yeah. You know, I've had nothing but pleasant bagging experiences at Trader Joe's. Maybe there's part part of their training about that. Mm. I certainly wouldn't wait in lines because it's too it's too it's like a the apocalypse in Trader Joe's. Depending yeah. on what hour you're there, I just try to get in and out. But there is an art to bagging. I there used to really want to be is. a you know in pageants when they were like uh, they always say when Jackie grows up she wants to be a blank. Um, my mom filled mine out like earnestly. I think most moms would like fill them out themselves. Like right. my daughter wants to be an astronaut, whatever. <laughs> and my mom was like, what do you want to be? And you grow up. And I said, a sacker at Albertsons. And so when I was like on the runway doing my turn, <laughs> they said, when Jackie grows up, she wants to be a sacker at Albertsons. And the whole place died laughing. That's But amazing. I was sincere. Yeah, I, you're I, earnest. I used to always stand with them and like talk to them and ask them questions about the sacking. I think it's really fun. I always Good thought exercise. the like swiping, the mm-hmm. barcode, like, that looked fun. Yeah. It was a little... Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I remember as little kids playing grocery store. Yeah. With. All right. Here's one See, that you were told to buy, buy, buy. <laughs> That's right. Kristen Chenoweth. Is she a chooch? Ooh, I think she's a chooch. That voice. Yeah. You know, Um, here's one that I sent in myself. My flat iron has a funky smell. Just me or everyone. Do you use a flat iron? Have you experienced I this? I have one, but I very, very rarely okay, use it. Okay, then it wouldn't have time to develop a scent. What is it, like burnt hair or product? Yes, it's like, yeah, it's, but it's not just, it's more acrid than burnt hair. It's like 
burnt hair and bad breath or something. I it's a like- weird like metallic. It's mm-hmm. it's. I think it's burning electronics and burnt hair and burnt hair products. Yeah. Have you Googled it? No. I should. I would start there, and then I bet there's a way to clean it. I'm sure there I bet is. There's some yeah. kind of like Brillo pad or Scrub Daddy. Put a right. set of Scrub Daddy to that or something. Yeah. yeah. It's not the most expensive straightening iron. I could also just like buy another one. It's just every now and then I'm like, I hope this isn't imparting this disgusting smell to my hair. How long have you had it? A few years now. I think you, I mean, listen, it depends on your means and whatnot, but they have revolutionized the straighteners mm-hmm. in the past like two years. Really? Oh, they make ceramic right, ones I, now. My, this one is, it's high, yeah. H-A-I. I had a T3 before, I had a high and then I had a T3 and T3 is more high end mm-hmm. and then it just stopped working. I liked it and then it stopped working one day and then uh, I went back to high because that's my, the guy, my hair guy likes that one i don't know i mean definitely ask somebody you trust i'm gonna go on nashview.com and i'm gonna use my own search bar and i'm gonna try and find the one that molly mcaleer suggested have you had molly mcaleer i have yeah, yeah we I gotta mean, have her back she knows everything baby a quick little internet search says to clean it with some acetone and a paper towel i have those things and that should take care of it but also Jeff? that supposedly ceramic ones don't get that smell well, interesting. I'm going to have to call an 800 number. I guess so. Because mine is ceramic. It claims. Wait, do they describe the smell like I described it? Mm. What did you say it smelled like again? It, it was like really good. burnt hair, bad breath, and burnt hair products, and burnt electronics. Bad breath is definitely, that <laughs> like, gives me a real scent. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a real repellent scent. Why isn't my episode guy for Molly's on here? Oh. Was it before I was doing them? Anyway, we should tweet Molly McAleer. We should. Because we should find she, out. Bought, she bought hers at DragCon last year. And it was not cheap, but she said it changed her life. You know, here's this here. This is interesting. This Maybe we should save this for Natch Butte, but I'll just tease it here. The Dyson hairdryer. Oh, yeah. Allie Ward loves it. I bought it because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to treat myself. Yeah. I took it back. I oh, did wow. not love it. Interesting. Everyone loves it. Yeah. I saw Jen Kirkman talk about it in a story, which is why. So there was a hotel that had it. And Whoa. she's like, "What? An am- I know that's what she was talking about. Yeah. Like, look how look how great this hotel is." So I'm like, "I blow my hair dry all the time. If this if if this is going to change my life, I'm going to get it." N- nope, didn't work for me. Wow, interesting. I've yeah. never used it. I'm a pretty big air dryer. Mm-hmm. I just found that it. I've had a hair dryer like this in the past. Um, it there's not the the. The air does not come out with a lot of force. Mm-hmm. It's more like it's just hot. Mm-hmm. And I prefer something that really blows your hair Same. a lot. And I would prefer I ne- it to be lower heat. Yeah. 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 Very interesting. Okay. James Leroy Wilson says, I never click on Twitter moments except by accident. I Twitter moments is now part of my phone scrolling. I never look. Really? Ever. But maybe I should. I don't I, I wouldn't say you yeah. should. I mean, it's just it's just something to look at on your phone. Yeah. I feel like I get the gist just opening the phone. Yeah. It's like DJ Khaled. Everybody's talking about DJ Khaled. Yeah. And, you know, you just get it. Lauren K. This is, the last, this is the last one. It annoys me when I'm at a baby shower or wedding shower and there's a trivia game and everyone is just Googling answers. Last one, I was the only person at the table not cheating. I've never seen this, but if I did, I would be very upset. Same, because I take games very seriously and I'm very competitive. Although I'm not a fan of like games or showers anyway. Yeah. I'm just kind of over it. <clears throat> like I don't want to fucking guess, guess how which many candy bars in I'm the diaper. You, I don't want that. I just want to like, you know, have a good time and like 
engage with other human beings and give some presents. I don't need that. Like, if you say, baby, you have to give me your pacifier, and then at the end of the day, whoever has the most pacifiers around their neck wins a baby bottle full of condoms. Or I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a shit, okay? Can we just be human beings? Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with games at baby showers, but I've noticed that they're not... Like, I think the last time I was at a shower that had games was... um. 2001. Did you have a baby shower? <laughs> I did. Did you have games? No. Mm. But I was asked ahead of time, do you want games? And I'm like, I'm okay with games. And then the response was, you are? <laughs> so I was like, okay, we don't have to have games. Yeah. We had a onesie making station. Yep. That's fine. Um, That's artistic. It was like crafts. Yeah. yeah. There weren't games. I'm not mad at a craft. Right. But a game, I'm going to just keep walking. You should have come to my shower then. You I would have been, you would have been very I would have brought some crudité or something. <laughs> it would have been lovely. Jackie Johnson. Oh, I have to ask. We're ending the show, but I have to ask. How did you end up doing the weather with the weather person, Jackie Johnson? Okay, this is crazy. So I got a random Facebook message from a person. I don't even remember their name, but they were like, hi, I work at uh, whatever station. We're doing this. There was a show that was only on for like four episodes before it got canceled called Same Name. Oh. And it was like a what Kathy was it about? Griffin. Yeah. A Kathy... It was a true crime uh, <laughs> serial. It was a procedural. Yes, it was a procedural. <laughs> it was basically like they found a Kathy Griffin in Piedmont, North Dakota, and then the our Kathy Griffin, who we all know and love, swapped lives with her for a day. And it was... That's what they did. They mm-hmm. found somebody with the same name who's famous and somebody who isn't, and they swapped. I feel so, like... I could have come up with that idea. Yeah. Like, and not... It's a great... Get, it was sort of in the, like, wife swap-ish right, time. okay. You know, everybody's swapping people out, but it didn't go very long. Yeah. I don't know if it was just a special or if it just didn't hit. But anyway, for a promo for that show, uh, they just randomly went on Facebook and typed in Jackie Johnson's in the LA area, and I think they sent, like, three or four messages, and I answered... And I was like, I'm a dog walker. I was young and funny and whatever. And they were like, oh, this is perfect. But it was funny because I had, she had been in my life. Mm-hmm. I would make reservations at restaurants. And <laughs> as soon as I got there, they were like annoyed, you know, like Jackie Johnson. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, <laughs> you know, and I would have delivery guys. Literally their face would drop when I answered the door. Aww. Oh, I thought you were Jackie Johnson, man. I am, you know. <laughs> I mean, it was constant and, and the billboard with her and everything. So I had, and I think I said all that to, to the producer and they're like, this is gold. This is gold. And she was the most delightful person. She was so nice. She's vegan, really fun. And so we did this segment on the news where like she walked dogs. I'm putting that in quotes because everything's fake. Yeah. It was fake. Uh, we were just at the studio in like the park area. And then I did the weather, which was amazing. It was like it was on the top funny. 10 list of my favorite things ever. <laughs> it was so fun. And um, we we still follow each other on Twitter, but I, I'm going to eventually ask her to come yeah, on. Yeah, I was going to say, she never on. Yeah, she just had a kid. So, um, But uh, this, again, she got married right after I did, and I was calling vendors, and they thought I was her. And it was like <laughs> all over again. This one guy was being so nice. And then at one point, he was like, you know, I'll give you the, the whatever hookup. Um, you know, I'd love if maybe you talked about it on the show or whatever. And I was like, oh, you think I'm Jackie Johnson? And I was like, I'm not her. Oh, Full price, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> and I'd tweet it and be like, thanks again for the great venue, whatever. So, very funny. funny. Everybody look up. If you type in, I think it's Jackie Johnson meets Jackie Johnson on mm-hmm. YouTube. It'll pop up. The clip is uh, has like a little long intro on it of like her doing the weather and stuff. You like scroll halfway through the clip and it starts. Yeah. You're very funny. Yeah, it was so fun. It was like, it was such a like little funny, cute, like little packaged produced mm-hmm. news bit. And it was so fun. Well, Jackie Johnson... 
of Natch Butte. <gasps> Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh my god, this really was fun. the best. I can't wait for you to come on Natch Butte. Me too. Yeah. Tell everyone where they can find you and plug anything. Okay, so if you like pods, you maybe you have an extra hour in your podcast uh, schedule that you want to hear Natch Butte. Uh, is about, you know, we've been talking about it. It's basically gal chat, you know, makeup, skincare, but with a comedy twist. We, we keep it light. We keep it fun. We keep it sexy. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Jackie underscore Michelle with one L. Uh, Instagram is at Jackie Michelle Johnson, Michelle with one L. Uh, it's tedious. I got on late and my name's Jackie Johnson. And my dog is at Hello, I'm the Chooch on Instagram. So follow Chooch. See what she's up to. She's way more exciting than me. <laughs> she just um, met Lisa Loeb and got a picture with her. She just wore her geisha outfit. I got it from Japan. So she's always up to something. I feel like I've heard the name Lisa Loeb so many times in the last few days. Is, Le- really? is Lisa Loeb mounting a comeback? What's going on? She should be. Maybe she never went away. She should be. Um, Where did Chooch meet Lisa Loeb? Uh, she was at my podcast studio. Um, I'm a huge Lisa Loeb fan. So I scheduled my podcast uh, when I knew she was going to be on another podcast just so I could see her. And I and then they ended up letting me sit in on the podcast. And what it was great. It's called it? The Soft Spot. And it's a newer pod. It's about like the tender part of your heart that you don't ever get to talk about and you get to go on and talk about it. So that's so sweet. It was great. And so they had Lisa Loeb on and I was like, well, Lisa is kind of my sauce, but I'm a huge Lisa Loeb fan. Um, I know all her songs, all her records. And so it was really cool. And then I, when I meet celebrities, I usually don't ask for pictures, but I will be like, can I take a picture with my dog for her account? (laughs) It feels less weird to me. Yeah. Plus it's great for Chooch. I want you to get to Marnie level, and I think she can. I met. Have you met Marnie? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's around too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her owner's hot. She is. Yeah, she's very pretty. Yeah, Jeff, where do we find you? You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Colonel Jeff Fox, where I'll be doling out beauty tips for guys. <laughs> Ooh, great! Should you use your store brand witch hazel? Should yep. you apply it with? 320 grit sandpaper or Ooh. fine steel wool. Ooh. Listen to find out yeah. or follow to find yeah, follow out. Follow me to find out. Follow me at Allison Rosen on Twitter and Instagram and just go, you know, I'm not going to list everything I normally do, but I now I just say go to AllisonRosen.com because that's where you find everything. T-shirts, ringtones, it's assorted other stuff. My book, come to my book signing May 11th. Thank you. For, subscribe to my podcast. Get on that Thank Patreon. For, that's right. Patreon. Get on that Patreon, baby. Uh, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Allison Rosen is your new best friend.